James Bond 60th anniversary model revealed. Scooby-Doo gameplay video finally released. Homepin explains this is Spinal Tap delays. Hi, my... <laughs> I can't get any higher. My name is Jonathan Juston. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine. And I'm uh, hosting this uh, episode of the uh, Pinball News and Pinball Magazine Pincast together with... Uh, me, Martin Ayer, but I'm the editor of Pinball News, and uh, I'm here with Jonathan to look back at the fun and excitement that took place in the pinball world uh, during the month of January 2023, which yes. is uh, just finished uh, the time yeah. of recording. So, Happy New Year, if we didn't say that, did we say that? I think oh, yeah, we yeah, 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 oh yeah, we did, yeah, sorry. So, um, well, Happy New February, then. Oh, thank go. you, thank you, yes, and, and the same to you. <laughs> thank so. you. So, um, on our previous episode, uh, which we recorded actually the day prior to the reveal of James Bond's 60th anniversary game by Stern, we said, well, we only knew that it was going to be revealed, but we hadn't seen it, anything of it yet. So, by now we're a month in, and uh, of course the game was revealed uh, around the CES show in uh, Las Vegas, uh, there were, I think, two different instances where the game was set up, although it wasn't at the CES show itself, but no. in, in neighboring mm -hmm. hotels, I suppose, mm -hmm. yeah. you could call that. Yeah, they had a uh, sort of a side area set up for uh, for the preview of that game and some, some of the uh, other James Bond games as well. So, uh, it, yeah, as you say, it wasn't on the main show floor, but in a, in a, a special stern reserved area. Anyway, it was, as everybody expected, a uh, a very different game from the uh, the, the Pro uh, Premium and LE. Well, it's a completely new games. design by Keith Elwin, of course. Indeed, yes. yeah. But uh, more than that, it's, um, it's a retro sort of throwback design, a single level game with, um, well... Not a huge amount on the playfield, I suppose. It's fair to say they. Yeah. It does have an LCD. It does have a rotating disc that reminds a little bit of Guns N' Roses, but in a different way. Ah, yes, the uh, the spinning hat. Yes, that's right. Odd Jobs hat, um, and it has uh, score reels, although um, four of them. Yes. And, uh, yes, and not, not the traditional ones. Uh, these are stepper motors, uh, similar to what they used at, uh, uh, on Wonelli Big Juicy Melons, uh, from, from almost similar, but slightly, well, they are upgraded significantly because they can, they can move a lot faster. Uh, so I presumably have uh, the accuracy needed in order to, to show the scores and, and to reset as they go across um, from different players. Yeah, but they the don't click, do they? Well, they might do, and uh, with sound effects, but but uh, but intrinsically they don't. No, yeah. But and, but there are only four digits on it, which uh, seems a bit of a shame to me. But I suppose um, probably fairly costly devices to uh, to build. Yeah. And um, I don't well. know. If they, also, that they are they sit where the LCD panel would normally sit on a on a stern back box. So that whole LCD panel area has been replaced by a sort of almost like a blanking panel with with four cutouts for the uh, score reels to, to be visible through. And the rest of the area is lit up. Well, it, it has backlit um, 
in the old um, back glass style of a backlighting, yeah. player back number, ball tax. number, yes. uh, tilt, all that kind of stuff. Um, high score to date stuff. Yeah, it's still uh, a pity that they didn't use the entire back box area front, so to speak, uh, which probably would be difficult with, uh, uh, because what are you going to do with the speakers, which are in the speaker display panel, of course. Uh, but it would have been nice if it would have been the size of a Wonelli back glass, for example. Yeah, I mean, there are obviously ways of attaching uh, speakers to full full back glasses, as we've seen with games like, uh, well, Circus Voltaire. Yeah, that's the first one that came to mind. Yeah, and Magic Girl, of course, as well, also does the same thing. Yes. So, yeah, they're all ways and means. And you think uh, for the price, which uh, we haven't mentioned yet, but was as I think we, we trailed, um, uh, it's up to distributors to set their own price, but the general price seems to be around about 20,000 uh, US dollars, which uh, Stern was selling a limited number through their own website, through their own store. At nineteen nine nine five, I, I believe yeah, was the price. Right. Yeah, and uh, then it's up to distributors to to set their own. And I think the price that ha- has been dropping on that. I've, I think I've seen them around about seventeen thousand. Yeah, from some distributors, but um, I, I suspect they they will sell out. But they probably weren't. Um, they weren't the sort of uh, all sold out in uh, within a minute of uh, going on sale. Put yeah. it that way. And yeah. twenty twenty thousand dollars is not really a surprise, I suppose. But well, you know, and there are only five hundred of them. I think. I think yeah, that's limited correct. to five hundred. Yeah. And um, well, um, I, I think uh, this probably is a status symbol for for James Bond fans. I suppose wealthy James Bond fans. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And. Um, uh, I wish there were a lot, of course. You know, there are plenty of people out there buying very expensive James Bond memorabilia and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and branded merchandise like like uh, watches and things like that. From uh, uh, I'm trying to remember whether it's Omega who uh, who had the license for that or not, but I think it is. But um, yeah, people spend that that sum of money easily on on a James Bond watch, for instance. Yeah. So, yeah. so what? So what do you? What can you tell us about gameplay? Ah, well, it's funny to mention that because I've got the... Ins- no, I haven't actually got the inside scoop on it because uh, we haven't seen any. Right. So basically you're buying uh, a pinball machine based on a bunch of pictures and uh, hopefully it will be fun when you get to play it. Now, it's a Keith Elwin design, so there's no doubt that it will play like butter. Um, but... Um, but we really uh, haven't seen anything much in the way of, of things you would expect to be in the James Bond game. You know, there was, uh, I think it was, it was promised previously that it would have, uh, you know, multiple uh, theme songs, uh, assets from all the games, oh, sorry, all the games, all the, all the movies in the game, all uh, 25, is it 25 movies? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Six, six actors portraying yeah. James Bond, well... Okay, they are portrayed on the on the game, and the mo- movie posters are there as well. So, in that sense, that is correct. Um, uh, but of course, well, we don't know what they're going to do with it. And with uh, well, the game does have a display, uh, albeit on the on the playfield. So they do have the possibility to to show footage and so on, as we are used to to see on the on the in the back box display but since yeah, there is no about that is is this the first um, game with a playfield L, well, lcd actually in the playfield um 
can't Probably. think of an earlier Stern title that does that. Yeah, uh, for Stern it might be a first indeed, yes. And we had in Playfield displays, with games like Wheel of Fortune, where they had LCD displays, oh, LED displays. Yeah, or uh, um, World Poker Tour. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's probably the one I was thinking of uh, as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, they had a big, much bigger, actually, wasn't it, World Poker Tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, mm-hmm. but not, a, not an actual uh, LCD, I don't think, until now. So that's a first, but uh, you'd hope they'd use that in uh, slightly, well, to showcase some of the uh, some of the movie's assets, you know. But we haven't seen any of that, and it could yeah. be because they're so busy working on the uh, the pro, pro model and, and LE software, which is still a long way to go. Yeah, uh, because they did update code on that, um, uh, but they're currently at zero uh, point eighty four. Yeah. Uh, which which but, still sounds like a long way from 1.0. It is a long way. Um, that came out on January the 25th, uh, which, and I don't know whether this is um, this is done deliberately to make it look like, well, to indicate there is a lot of work that's gone into it because their list of uh, changes to the code is it, very extensive, but it doesn't actually add an awful lot to the gameplay. There's lots and lots of lots of bug fixes and rule changes and a few new display effects and a couple of extra character modes, but it's still a long way from being complete. Hmm. And you know, some of the basic functionality you'd expect from a modern game, such as being able to stack modes and multiples together, aren't in there yet. So if you're playing a mode and you're just about to finish it and complete that character, and you accidentally launch yourself into a multi-ball, that completely wipes out all your progress Mm. on that mode, and uh, you have to start again. Sounds like a junior mistake to make, but... Well, it's um, it's, it's probably on one of those, you know, coming later. We'll we'll stack those later, we'll we'll get them to run. um, let's Let's just get them coded first, and then we'll work out how to combine them. Yeah, or it could be you know the license or doesn't want that. I've heard that that mentioned as a possibility that um, they don't want assets from different movies um, being combined. If you've got a mode and a multiple running, and the mode is related to one movie and the multiple is related to another, hmm. then they okay. you know, it's a mix of uh, assets. And you might get callouts from from uh, different movies. So uh, yeah, maybe that's that's the reason. But even so, it's um, it's yeah. not not what you'd expect from a, a, a modern title, particularly yeah. not a stern one. Right. Okay. Well, they're building them anyway. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They're they're shipping. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, the, but, uh, but there's there's more news from Stern besides oh, yeah. James Bond as well. Um, I'm trying to wrap this up because I'm sort of in a rush. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well. You know, there's, there's no pun intended. By the way, there's lots of news. Oh no, but. please! There's lots of news, but there's no big news this month. So yeah, uh, okay. let's, let's carry on. So, Insider Connected, that feature that that keeps your phone uh, connected to the pinball and your scores and so on, uh, that offers now offers a year in review feature, which is basically summarizing your pinball accomplishments of 2022. Uh, in this case. Um, which I suppose, if you're into that, um, it's a nice feature. But then again, mm. I've seen similar year-in-review features from from uh, Facebook or or other things. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, should I was there? I re- you don't have to remind me about that. I know about it. Yeah, I get that from like Google Maps or something. You know, your your year of travel. 
yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yes, I was there. Yeah, I yeah. did that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure, as you say, if you're really into collecting your uh, your achievements and uh, want to see them, you know, how you did throughout 2022, uh, it's probably more useful when you've got a few years of, uh, of summarising right. um, to, to look back on so you can see which was your busiest year and where, where you made the, the biggest gains, where you played the most games, I suppose, right. as well, if, yeah. you're, uh, if you're into collecting those things. Yeah, so, um, well, as mentioned, Stern attended uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in um, Las That's Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they had like five games or so present, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't count them. Uh, I think Gary Stern was there, at least briefly, Seth Davis was there. He was, uh, on, the, on the Stern's Facebook, there's actually a video of Seth Davis talking passionately about uh, what a success it was for Stern. Uh, so good for them. What, the show or...? Uh, yeah, that's not exactly clear. I think, uh, I watched the video and uh, because I don't remember exactly. Didn't find it. Uh, I find it amusing to see Seth David do, doing uh, uh, such a video. Mm. Uh, but I watched it like a month ago, so forgive me for not remembering exactly. Fair enough. Okay, but that wasn't the only show they were at, of course. No. no. Tell me more. Well, they were uh, Stone were represented on the Electricoin stand at the EAG International Expo, um, which was held in London, right in uh, January. Yeah, usually we visit that show together, but this year I had to uh, uh, pass. Sorry. Yeah, well, that's understandable. There wasn't uh, wasn't a huge amount of interest pinball wise in that and if you want to see more about that show you can of course go to pinball news and uh, read my report and watch the video of uh, what was actually at the show uh, we'll have a little bit more about what was there pinball wise a bit later but um, stern were represented on an electricoin stand with five machines had a james bond pro and a premium a godzilla a rush and jurassic park they didn't have the 60th anniversary bond machine there or at least um, not publicly i don't think they actually did have one i remember last last time we were there they had um stranger things yes was was, was being previewed in the, one of the conference rooms at the back i don't think they were doing that this year with uh, with james bond 60th um if they they were i don't i didn't see anybody who i didn't talk to anybody who was uh, invited to it right. so i don't think that happened um they were running their usual insider connected leaderboards on uh, on the titles on the the four titles um, James Bond, Godzilla, Rush, and Jurassic Park. Yeah, I saw an interesting comment that everybody was playing the pro because they played. You got higher scores on that than on the premium. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they joined together the scores on the on the pro and the premium, which is a bit weird because, uh, as you say, the pro is much easier to get the high score on. So I, I certainly had the high score on that for at least five minutes before somebody else came along and took it away. And that was on day two. But fortunately, the um, person who came along took it away, uh, Greg, um, wasn't able to log me out of my uh, Pinball News Insider Connected account. So it got registered to me, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you won. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there on the last day, and there were no prizes anyway. But uh, just bragging rights. 
But um, yeah, he got to put his initials in, but it was in using my insider connected account, so that was a bit weird. Um, but it was, it was no, the games were very popular and, and played um, pretty much all the time. And um, although um, I'm trying to think who was there, Doug Score was there, um, Gary Stern was there, Doug Scalia was, was there, and I saw all of them very, very briefly. But it was kind of you'd see them walk up to the stand and you'd you um, kind of follow them up to the stand and then when you got there, they weren't there. So they, right. were, they were obviously busy doing other things. Right. They weren't, weren't hanging around the stand talking to people very much, uh, a little bit, but uh, you had to be quick if you wanted to catch them. Um, right. So that okay. was really stern at, uh, at uh, EAG International Expo on the okay. Electricoin stand. And I wonder there are two trade shows that... Um CERN was attending. Uh, there's other trade shows coming up uh, soon, so uh, we might report on that as well. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of uh, uh, personal announcements, um, I suppose. Uh, Michael Grant, who came from American Pinball like a year and a half ago or something like that, mm-hmm. um, who was a marketing manager at CERN, has been uh, appointed to being senior manager of location entertainment. And it looks to me like he's still doing the same thing that he was doing before. So seems to be very similar. Responsible for managing, developing, expanding Stern Army, Stern Pinball Street Team, um, a worldwide network of brand ambassadors that promotes, organized league and tournament player Stern Pinball games in public locations. Yeah. So that sounds like fun. We had to get to go to lots of different arcades and breweries and talk to... The, uh, the people who, who look after the pinball there and, uh, and help expand play of league and uh, tournaments with particular reference to stern pinball machines. So, right. Okay. Yeah, sounds like a pretty good job to me. Right. I also received a, a press release from Stern um, announcing the appointment of Erica Frome as Chief Technology Officer uh, and she's basically, uh, well, she was already part of the development of Insider Connected, and basically that was developed through an outside company, mm. and basically they hired her now uh, to uh, continue the innovation, as they call it, uh, uh, at Stern uh, in-house, so to speak. Yes, that's right. She's working for Stern rather than with Stern. Right, so uh, congratulations to both, I suppose. And um, uh, you can probably tell us about all the code updates that we uh, haven't discussed yet. Well, there's only one, really, uh, and that was the Star Wars, uh, which uh, received a a late update to version 1.23. Not a huge amount of uh, change to it, to be honest. they just some display changes for the inside to connect stuff, and um, there was a trite tweak to the skill shot if the ball drains straight away. Um, but other than that, it was just adding or bringing it up to date with the sort of the base system, so it's more um, more in line with all the features that the other uh, the other games have got, particularly as far as connectivity icons and signal strength meters and all that kind of stuff. And uh, um, that's it. Rest of it's uh, just boring, um, no yeah. no board updates. So that's enough of that. Yeah. So um, I did did see a, a, a production schedule 
for Stern uh, for the second half of uh, 2023, uh, which said that Star Wars will be back into uh, production uh, the second half of this year. So it makes sense that they uh, update uh, minor Mm. details as the game is going to be produced later on. And that's a, a, presumably a a predictive... um yeah, production th- schedule liable to change. You know, oh, absolutely! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Things have things have been quite variable of late. And, yeah. Uh, okay, but anyway, so, yes. Okay, so that rounds it up for. I think it does. Uh, yeah. yeah, Stern That's Pinball. Stern. Yeah. Um, well, good night. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, there's other well, companies on, there too. Are other, there are all, yes, other people are still making pinball. Yeah. And um, you may remember that that one of them uh, we we spoke about last month was. Uh, Spooky Pinball and uh, and their new Scooby Doo Where Are You game, which Woo-hoo. had been announced. Yes, and then it took like a whole month before we finally got to see some gameplay. Yeah, it was originally going to be uh, be shown very soon afterwards, uh, soon after the launch, but uh, was then deferred until uh, well, basically just the other day, wasn't it? Well, less than a week ago, I think, when uh, we got to see. Yeah, the first in-house play of the game, and because the games aren't, aren't shipping yet, uh, yeah. that, that is those, those are the only games, that right? Exist. So, yeah, so yeah, apparently uh, Spooky is bur- building what they call like um, uh, early bird uh, uh, games or so, which are basically meant that they go out to a, a selected uh, uh, buyers and so on. Uh, who get to sort of test the game and then they get to improve it and uh, improve the build process and, and what have you. So mm, uh, yeah. so they're working on that and uh, uh, they are sharing a lot of photos on their social media. So the place is packed with um, uh, Scooby-Doo pinballs in various stages of being built. Um, you might wonder, do they have enough room? Well, there was a uh, an article in the... Um, Telegraph Herald uh, on Spooky Pinball, in which they basically announced that they are uh, uh, hiring across the street another building, which is a similar size of uh, where they are now. So they're doubling in size, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, one that place will become the production uh, uh, facility, and the other will be. Uh, more like a storage, or the other way around, whatever. Mm. So not that that important, but good news for Spooky that they are doubling in size, uh, at least um, in terms of um, housing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Production and storage space. Yes, and uh, yeah, hopefully give them uh, give them the opportunity to 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 increase the rate of production. They yeah. haven't got uh, all the stored games in the same building. Yeah, but they also increased, by the way. Uh, thanks for that uh, bridge. Um, <laughs> is the uh, the roster of voice talent for uh, the Scooby Doo game? As they uh, also announced Scott Innes as a uh, a voice talent, and uh, uh, Scott has voiced most of the villains in almost all Scooby Doo uh, cartoon uh, uh, episodes, mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, which is why they sound all the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, aside from that, uh, um, yeah, he's he's going to to add a lot to the game, doing all the voice work for the villains, and uh, who knows what else. So, uh, 
uh, congrats for uh, to scoop to to Scott and to Spooky as well for uh, getting uh, Scott on board. Yeah, it's uh, should, should have a really good um, big range of callouts for that game by the sounds of it. The number of different uh, voice actors they have involved in uh, in Scooby Doo. Right. So we're looking looking forward to hearing that uh, in the um, in the gameplay video the other day. There was a certain amount, but. Uh, not really as as many as uh, as are going to be in it at the end. You get the feeling that uh, we only only sort of just uh, touching the surface of, of right. what's actually going to be in the in the final get, uh, software release. So yeah, uh, so, yes, it should be should be sonically um, very impressive. So uh, right. let, let's hope the rest of the the game lives up to that. Yeah. So and while we're speaking of uh, uh, software on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on uh, various social media, Spooky announced uh, or confirmed, I should say, that Ben Heck is coding Spooky's next game. Uh, so that's not Scooby Doo, but the one after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric Pripke, who has also been involved in various uh, games uh, for Spooky, is also coding one of Spooky's upcoming games, which means they have more than one title in development. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and that, that that sort of rounds it up for Spooky. Yeah, well, I guess um, just just before we uh, move on completely, I think they're going to be busy building Scooby Doo for quite some time yet. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they haven't sold out. Uh, yeah, I was going to mention the, that. The production run. I think a lot of people are uh, waiting to see what the the, the code is doing after uh, uh, experiences with uh, previous games. Yeah, I mean, the, the total run is capped at 1,969, I believe, yeah. uh, for all varieties, um, not any particular division between the uh, the standard, the uh, Bloodsucker, and the, uh, the and these, or whatever the top range is called, the limited edition, but they're all limited. Um, but um, that, if they do sell out um, all near 2,000 of those, that's going to keep them busy uh, producing for... Um, well, they, they said at the start that if you order towards the end, you could be waiting up to 18 months wow. for your game. So if you're, um, if you're at the back of the order queue... That doesn't make uh, any sense, actually, but, I mean, if you... Let's say the production of this game is lasting uh, for a year... I mean, two thousand games. I think that that's Spook is capable of cranking out two thousand games, at least a year. I'd say. I mean, they're building like a hundred games a week. Mm, well, that's. Um, I mean, that's what weeks. I read somewhere. So, okay, don't don't quote me on that. Yeah. No, that's um, yeah, that's, that sounds an awful lot of games would be producing a week. And, right. Uh, so, uh, but, then, but I could believe, but. Uh, so anyway, um, you'd think that if you order a game uh, while everybody already has them, uh, uh, theirs, and they're only producing it for the next two months, uh, you don't have to wait 18 months for that. You, you have to wait two months because you're at the end of the line anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that, I, that's my logic on that. But Yeah, I, I think there's some uh, some doubt over the math there. Um, but we'll... Uh, we'll we won't get stuck on that or bogged down on it too much because uh, that that was just what they said in their initial press release. So uh, right. I think that could have just been, of course, a uh, a spur to get people to order up front uh, as early as possible. Right. Well, then you're definitely waiting maybe 18 months. 
<laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, as you said, we have finished with Spooky. So let's, um, well, who should we go to next? Well, let's do Multimorph. It's uh, right on top of our screen. Okay. Well, that's as good a reason as any. And yeah. um, so they've been uh, been sharing some social media um, and activity. They've, they've had... Um, an interview with um, Stephen Silver, who, of course, is uh, one of the, uh, well, probably the, the main game designer now at uh, at uh, Multimorphic, although um, he's, he's uh, obviously got part of a, a big team there in, uh, yeah. in, in building and designing all their games. And he has uh, been interviewed about the design of Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity, uh, as well as uh, working at, at Multimorphic as part of the team there. Yeah, there was an uh, uh, extra ball with a Stephen Silver interview, uh, it's called, um, uh, which you can find links on uh, Multimorphic's Facebook page and probably other social media as well. Uh, it was quite interesting. It was very casual, but uh, well, you still get some insights into the company and the design process and so on. Um, obviously, the design process for these games is different because the lower two third of the game is already designed. So the only room mostly anyway, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So there is room to to maybe add a ramp or you know, but yeah, like they did on uh, a weird or, L, uh, game. So, or, uh, uh, but or it's, uh, high, highly uh, highly recommended to to, uh, to watch that. So. Um, okay. And uh, Jerry Stellenberg, the uh, the owner of the company or founder of the company, whatever you want to call it, um, he sent out a, uh, uh, a February update, I think it was called, uh, today. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. yeah, um, a couple of highlights from that. Uh, topper interface kits for limited edition kits are shipping to existing owners of older P3 machines. Yeah, the newer newer P3 machines already have the um, interface for a, for a topper. But if you were one of the earlier buyers of the game, um, you would need an interface kit and wiring for that. And uh, they are sending those out. So Excellent. good news there. They should be arriving with you shortly if you haven't already got it. Right. So, and in the uh, well, this production update that I uh, just mentioned, Jerry said the time for new P3 orders continues to be about 12 months. Uh, but I also hope uh, to have all Weird L Playfield modules delivered in the next couple of months. So yep. you wonder what else will they be building then? Mm, well, well, we know there's two two yeah. games coming this year, so... Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. and a yeah. little bit of uh, information on that came in, the, in this update from Jerry, uh, where he said that uh, Scott Denisi is the creative director for the next game release. Which will, as, as you just said, have its own playfield module. Right, and Scott will be one of for the those. two, which they are planning to uh, to release in 2023. Right. So, and for those who are not immediately familiar with who Scott Denisi is, well, Scott Denisi is awesome in the first place, <laughs> <laughs> and he also designed a That's his middle uh, name. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He also designed Total Nuclear Annihilation, which was uh, then taken into production by uh, Spooky Pinball, and he also designed Rick and Morty for Spooky Pinball. Mm, yep. And uh, is now working at Multimorphic. Is yeah, or at least for them. I'm still. Sh- I'm pretty sure that uh, Scott is also still working at uh, uh, Pinball Life, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. which is basically his uh, full-time job, I suppose. 
So, uh, and he's also making techno music and all that kind of stuff. So that's why Scott Denise is awesome. <laughs> well, so. can't argue with that. Right. But, um, but he's not the only one doing software because uh, there, is, there are new versions of uh, the game, one of the earlier games actually for the P3, Rocks, uh, which is a kind of asteroids type game, but played on the on the pinball playfield using the ball tracking technique um, that's built into the P3. And so these um, asteroid type rocks move across the screen, you shoot them with the ball, break them up into smaller bits, and then shoot the smaller bits before they, they collide with you. So th- there's a new version of that. Uh, that game has been out since, you know, from the very earliest days of the P3 system. And uh, nice to see it getting an update. And not only that, but the, uh, there's an uh, update coming for the sort of base system manager as well. Um, so a, a new look for that. And uh, and also there will be an, an update for, uh, a code update for Weird Al as well. So expect all those coming in the next uh, few days, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. And that rounds it up for uh, Multimorphic, I suppose. Yes, indeed. So... Um, uh, let's let's go back to uh, let's go over to Pinball Brothers then, right? Because um, they they as we know um, building their Queen game as well as Alien. Right. So those two are being built uh, by Padretti Gaming uh, as part of the new collaboration they have uh, Euro Pinball between right. uh, Padretti and Pinball Brothers. And, right. Um, yeah. There's so some they... news on on uh, the Queen Rhapsody editions, I believe. Well, um, first games have been uh, appearing on location. There was one in Germany uh, recently that uh, announced that the Queen game was present, and I think they did even some a stream of that, and although not exactly sure uh, that that's... Okay, forget I said that, because <laughs> I'm not sure that they, they did a stream, but they did announce that the game was at this place... Uh, uh, Okay. Uh, uh, so, somewhere in Germany, and if you're in Germany, you probably read about it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the, uh, but this is this was from the new factory, yes. Yes. Uh, if uh, what we uh, well, we've seen a small production update from uh, uh, Pinball Brothers uh, showcasing uh, well uh, the new production area. Uh, for games, um, which surprisingly to me, at least, um, didn't have these. This um, uh, well, it has all the games set up on on uh, trolleys, if you will, mm-hmm. or, or yeah, you know. Um, but it's not like what we've seen in in uh, factory tours like Jersey Jack or Stern Pinball, where a playfield is sliding yeah. down a There's line. A production line. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, this is more like okay, each game. Is set up and the playfield is installed, and they are adding to that playfield, which I'm not sure is the most convenient way, but apparently it's working for them. Yeah, so um, we, we also don't know quite what the production capacity is at the moment, and how many they they are pumping out, how many orders they have, or whether whether they're still early days and they're they're ramping up production speed, but. Um, yeah, I think we've seen this quite a few. I mean, it's almost like what we've seen at um, Spooky. You were talking about their their pictures of their production. Right, yeah. They have all the games kind of set up in various stages of completion. You don't kind of see the production line of a play, or a playful going down a production line having all the bits added to it. Like you see it, as you say, at Stern, Jersey Jack, and, and American. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, oh well, it, that just occurred to me. So, um, yeah. Um, th- yeah. Um, they did release a code update for Queen, uh, but there's obviously not that many people no. that uh, get to experience it. But uh, still, okay, bug fixes and new features and uh, uh, lightning effects and and so on. And uh, oh well. Um, I'm just basically waiting to, to, to get another chance to play the game because I'm really curious to see what they are doing with it. So. Yeah, I suspect we we'll, won't get a proper hands-on on that game until we get to the Texas Pinball Festival uh, in March. Right. So. Which is, what, about eight weeks away from, from now. Okay, so I better start uh, saving some money for a plane ticket then. Yes, indeed. Yes, I thoroughly recommend booking early. Oh, that's too late, I suppose. Oh, right. Okay. okay. Well, so while we're on the subject like of, of uh, Pinball Brothers, it's uh, uh, not, not uh, well, Pedretti Gaming is their contract manufacturer, and there's a little bit of news uh, from them as well. Not that much. Um, they did announce that uh, Funhouse 2.0 kits are back in stock. So if okay. you were looking to buy one and you missed out uh, because they sold out, uh, now is your chance. Okay, presumably bought through a distributor somewhere. Yeah, you don't or, directly uh, from Pedretti. But okay. uh, yeah, hopefully check with your uh, distributor to see uh, if they have them in stock, and or if not, when they're expecting to get one. Yeah. And the kit does not come with a funhouse game, so you no. have to own the game first, and then the kit makes uh, makes sense. So yes, and um, I believe you have some news on Pedretti Gaming as well. Well, I, I know that their next 2.0 kit is uh, well underway and nearing completion. And I'm not, not, not at liberty to talk about what it is or any of the details of it, but uh, I've been made uh, party to uh, some of the new modes, features, and display effects that, that are in the game. And it looks great. Uh, it's going to have quite a, quite a complex rule set. And... Um, I think I'll say no more about it other than uh, it's when you when you see it revealed there'll be uh, be plenty of, of happy owners who will be looking to uh, give their their game an, a significant update um with the the 2.0 kit for that game. Okay. So uh, that should be announced before too much longer I think. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So let's uh, move uh, back to uh, America, Chicago Gaming. Yes, indeed. Um, well, we, we've reported before that uh, Chicago Gaming are looking for a pinball technician. We can't imagine why they'd be wanting a pinball technician. I mean, it's not like they make pin- Oh, yeah, they do make pinballs. Yes, that's right. Yeah, but it's like... Oh, no, let's not go there again. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, we are going there again, unfortunately, because they're, they're, they are looking for a pinball technician again. Again? Again and again. Okay. Yeah. So it could be either that the previous technician left or that they are expanding and need another one. Yeah, so if you are a pinball technician and, like and you would like to work at Chicago Gaming, then here's your chance. Yeah, get in touch, and uh, that could be just the role for you. And uh, and we we'll, and another thing we mentioned before was about the uh, Cactus Canyon remake limited edition models, yeah. which uh, seemed to start being produced and then kind of stopped being produced. But uh, apparently, they are being made again. And, or they uh, just picked up production where they left off. Yeah, well, we we don't quite know why it ever stopped, but um, we can speculate. But 
Yeah, like, no, let's save it for the next speculate. topic. Yeah, so yeah. If, if we're going to speculate, okay. So yeah. we've been talking about, uh, well, we've known about uh, a uh, um, Pulp Fiction-themed game yes. um, for years, I would say. We knew that it was in development, and everybody was denying it, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, still, nobody confirms it, but everybody is. Well, it's sort of like a public secret that there is a Pulp Fiction themed pinball machine, single level game, um, uh, most likely designed by Mike Ritchie uh, to be released or produced, manufactured, whatever you want to call it, uh, by Chicago Gaming. Uh, although it doesn't have to be exactly a Chicago gaming game, but they could be the contract manufacturer for it for yes. a different manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Um, rumor has it, that game, of which everybody is denying it exists, <laughs> um, is to be shown at the Texas Pinball Festival at the end of March. Yes. Now, whether it will be shown on the show floor or whether it will be in a in a hotel room or in a conference room somewhere for private showings, viewings. We don't know. But, well, we don't know anything about this because it's all a rumour at the moment. Right. But, um, yeah, well, certainly there's there's a history of uh, Mark Ritchie collaborating with the Texas Pinball Festival on new titles. Right. Um, Cosmic was, Chaos comes Cosmic Chaos, indeed, was a, a concept... Um, produced and shown purely as a cabinet and a, and a, a playfield glass uh, with some artwork on it. Yeah, and which, a back glass. Uh, and a back glass, yeah, which um, the idea is that it might go into into production, but I don't think it ever has or ever will. But you never know, never say never. Yeah. Um, but that was a Mark Ritchie concept and worked through with uh, Ed, Ed Van Der Veen of uh, Texas Pinball Festival and, and the crew there. So, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, a Mark Ritchie concept game has been uh, previewed at Texas Pinball Festival. And so maybe this year yeah. there'll be another well, one. Well, we've, we've also seen uh, Kingpin being showcased there um, True. as a pro- prototype uh, for um, Circus yeah. Maximus. Um, no news on that, by the way. So we can cross that off the list. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that is no news. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so, but there is a, a little history indeed. So. Of course, um, um, we will be reporting on everything that happens at the Texas Pinball Festival in our, uh, in our April pincast, where we look back at what happened in March. So, yeah, and, and maybe this year we'll try to record some interviews. We say that every year it never happens. But well, <laughs> well, there's always so much else to do at, at uh, shows such, like the, the Texas Pinball Festival. Yeah, um, so... But but, uh, but, but last if, year if, we tried. If, we did try, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year I had a great time with Steve Ritchie. Yes. I think up into the really early hours in the morning, um, and so, in after the show. But uh, yeah, we yeah we uh, we can't uh, can't talk much more about that because that was uh, that's off the record stuff. Yeah. Well, we recorded a great interview with Steve Ritchie actually after the show, then uh, which we then re-recorded. Um, and you can still listen to that in our uh, backlog of files, uh, which you can find on uh, well all the all the streaming services and so on. I suppose. So. Yeah, the same place you're listening to this. You should be able to, or downloaded this from. You should be able to find our Steve Ritchie interview from. Uh, oh, I guess it's from last year, wasn't it? 
Yep. Yep. Uh, April or May, something like that. So. Yep. So anyway, um, oh, so moving yeah. on. Yep. Moving on. Okay, yep. let's let's all the way to Taiwan. Yes, for our third headline. Yes. We're all about HomePin. And uh, as we know, HomePin um, have been developing and still are developing, we believe, uh, the uh, This Is Spinal Tap game, which, uh, which has had a curious launch yes. showing up at uh, a show in Australia, yeah, uh, PinFest n- in uh, Melbourne. Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle, right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Newcastle. Um, and yeah. Uh, Two then games. after that... Uh, the game sort of disappeared. Yeah, no one and, 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 and about we it. haven't no seen it promoting it. Yeah, no social media posts or anything. So, um, as I was preparing for this uh, this recording, I actually uh, reached out to Mike Kalinowski, the owner of uh, HomePin, and I asked him about how come it's so silent about this is Spinal Tap. Mm. What did he say? Well, I have to quote him on this because else I might get the wording wrong. So I'll just quote what he wrote uh, back to me. He said, Mm -hmm. um, the explanation is easy. He cannot get staff is one. And second, we have been trying to book a time to have the CE testing done, but keep having trouble as the machine has to be set up by us and two days later removed by us. And the testing can only be done in Taipei, which is at the other end of the country. Things are on the up, however, as we now have several suitable job candidates. Before Lunar New Year, nobody ever changes jobs because they expect and usually get large red envelopes with at least a month's pay, so they all uh, hang out for that and won't even look for another job. This has been a timing problem, I suppose. It's something I was aware of, but failed to act on early enough, so it's bad planning on my part. This is purely an Asian thing. It causes trouble every year, and I should have been on top of it. And Hmm. uh, that's... uh, Oh, Um, it's a slow period gearing up, but still the extra time has allowed us to improve a few small software issues and a couple of small playfield tweaks, things we've learned from exhibiting at PinFest Australia. And uh, end of quote. Okay, so it doesn't really explain why nobody's doing any marketing. On the job, on the game, you'd think uh, the I think, I think the distributors would be yeah pushing in charge of yeah. So I mean, there, there obviously are games out there, but maybe they are maybe they're, they're having significant changes to the playfield and, uh, and the software, and uh, they're waiting to get a, a representative uh, sample game. Well, for now, so I'd say we use. wait until we see when the uh, when the games are actually back into production. And ship it yeah, out. but but uh, you know they presumably only going to be producing them once they got orders, and they're not going to get orders if they're not promoting it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And then again, uh, I suppose it wouldn't hurt to to build a couple and uh, put them on uh, uh, on the floor and distributors. Oh yeah, and shows. Yes, yeah, exactly. World, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, that's how you're going to get the word out. But right. uh, so, oh, well, and there's more. There's there's more. News from HomePin, actually. Oh, right, okay. Uh, well, what have they been doing? They haven't been uh, making 
Spinal Tap games? Um, well, they did show a um, uh, some some pictures and a video of a test set of chaser lights for Data East Star Trek twenty first twenty fifth anniversary uh, game. Uh, as you know, Homepin is also uh, known for uh, reproducing pinball parts that are difficult uh, to find. Uh, um, and uh, apparently these chaser lights for uh, this Data E Star Trek game are uh, rather rather rare to uh, to find. And okay. they're, they're looking to reproduce them, but that will depend on the demand. Mm. So, so if you own a Star Trek game and you're missing your chaser lights, this might be your chance. Reach out to Homepin, and who knows, you might be getting a set or you'll be able to buy a set. I'm sure it's not yeah, going yeah, to be given away. No, let them know that the demand is there. Right. Exactly. And that, that rounds it up for Homepin uh, for the month of January, I suppose. Okay, well, good luck to them in, uh, in, in getting their, their new staff and um, and also getting their game tested, uh, CE testing completed, so they can uh, start shipping games internationally because when you're in Taiwan, I guess, pretty much every game is shipped internationally. Right, yes. Um. Okay, so um, another company which um, is or, uh, is making games but not actually shipping any yet is Pinball Adventures, based up right. in Vancouver, in right. uh, in British Columbia. Yes. So they've been they've been well. They always use Instagram as their main um, social media outlet, yeah. and they've been they've been busy on there as well, have they? Yeah, well, um, they, they posted several uh, uh, images, um, but the most interesting I found was a uh, video in which uh, they use a vo- voiceover, um, uh, either talent or, uh, well, some sort of voiceover, <laughs> yeah. and um, uh, they were basically asked uh, about the, the recent delays in the reveal of Bunny Factory, and apparently... That is due to them developing a new rail system for their playfields to slide in their cabinets, and that not doesn't mean how the playfield should slide into the cabinet, but it's actually, um, as you might remember from those older uh, belly games, the nineteen eighties ones, and so on. Uh, you you pull the playfield forward. Um, uh, if you if when, once you lift it up, you move it forward, and then you. Let it rest on the back box, so you you sort of tip it over. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for Pony Factory, they designed a whole rail system, so you can ride it over instead of just pull it forward. So sounds to me like a very luxury mm, um, over engineered, maybe. Yeah. Possibly, I'm I'm getting sort of deep root reflexes <laughs> and, and and or or. or Deja vu's and that kind of thing. So, yeah. but um, I admit, okay. that, that's not a part of the pinball ecosystem that you would think would be uh, would need redeveloping. No, it seems exactly. to be well established, and um, people know how it works. But it's not not something that you'd sell a game on. I'd say no. True. No, we don't sell what's under the playfield. Let alone what the playfield rolls in and out on. Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, oh well, um, there's a video where you can see how it works, uh, where you see uh, uh, the, the, the small wheels rolling on the on the rails, 
uh, check out uh, Pimble Adventures on Instagram for that. And that that's the most important news, I say. <laughs> okay. uh, the reveal apparently is supposed to be soon, but still no date mm. was mentioned. Yeah. And I sort of wonder, yeah. like with all these updates on Instagram, is there anything that we haven't seen yet on the game? Gameplay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's one gameplay thing. video. Um, which seems to be you know, quite common these days, not to have that available at, at launch. It's one of the one of the things you, everybody wants, but uh, you know, it's kind of held yeah. back okay. for a few weeks. So still, I have to applaud them for going with an original theme uh, these days, because not, not many pinball companies do that. Um, and now let's just hope that it's something that people like and can relate to and want to own and yeah, and buy find again. fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Good. Okay. So, um moving to your home country, uh, any news from Barry at uh, Dutch Pinball? Yeah, not much. Um I I I reached out to him, he didn't have any news to uh, to report, but um there was a um uh, a company called uh, Pinball Dreams from Belgium. I don't think they're related to Pinball Dreams in Germany. Um, who visited the Dutch Pinball Factory uh, recently and they shared their uh, photos uh, on their Facebook page, uh, which is nice, but it still looked like the same factory that, well, you and I have been mm. to. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, no news or nothing new to discover on these uh, pictures, but still, the, yeah, the pro, uh, the, they're, they're building games. Um, probably not at the pace that uh, they want to, but still, they're building games, and um, and they are slowly fulfilling the uh, the promises to the early achievers. Who yeah, are apparently, their games. Well, the goal is to to deliver games to all early achievers uh, this year, but I think that has been the uh, the goal for the past two or three years as well. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, oh well, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm still waiting for my game. So, yeah, fingers we'll, crossed. We will know when that uh, when they made progress on that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably be busy playing it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. So, um, so. so Jersey Jack Pinball then. Yeah, um, that's a company that we usually mention early on. But yeah. um, well, what what happens is if a company has uh, a game uh, which they are building for a very long time, there's not that much news to report, and that's exactly what's happening right now with Jersey Jack Pinball. They're still building Toy Story Four. Um, they and also Guns have, Roses, yeah, exactly. I was going to say oh. they also have Guns N' Roses available if you're interested in that. And um, uh, on and as far as new games, there's not not that much to report. So, what is there to report? Well, um, really, just apparel, really, from from the company. They've uh, they've been doing a series of uh, t-shirts. Which uh, the first of which start, was released in uh, to coincide with Pinball Expo last year, 2022 Expo, which was a, a sort of black cat design with Pinball Expo lettering on it, and this um, this came from uh, Christopher Franchi, who uh, we know very well as a as a prolific and talented pinball artist, as well as uh, doing multiple other um, artwork for movies and posters and things like that. And various pinball companies. Indeed, yeah. Um, and the second T-shirt in the series was a sort of a Cyclops Medusa mashup T-shirt, which so she uh, only had one eye. <laughs> well, 
Cyclops Medusa doesn't have any eyes, but um, but um, that uh, that T-shirt was available um, from uh, along with the Pinball Expo one from PinballWizard.com, which is the merchandise website for Jersey Jack Pinball. And right. now there is a new third T-shirt in the series. Yep, called Mothman Pinball, which um, is based around the the Mothman character. And never uh, heard of it. No, well, you will, you will now. And um, it's a sort of like a, a Mothman pinball design on the T-shirt, um, which is also from Chris Franchi, also uh, $25, available from pinballwizard.com. You can look at that, and the Black Cat and the Cyclops Medusa shirt, and all of them from pinballwizard.com. Okay, and I don't think we ever talked that much about merchandise in our... All our episodes. Well, it shows you that there's not much more news coming from Jersey Jack Pinball, but there is one more thing, though. Yeah. Um, what I understood from Jack uh, mm-hmm. Guarnieri, the founder of the company, is that he is looking to attend the uh, the trade show Enada in uh, Rimini, which is uh, in March, I believe. And he's also looking to attend Flip Expo in France. Yes, that's the last weekend in April, I believe. Yeah, that's, uh, I think, the 28th and 29th of mm. April, or at least that weekend, if I yep. get the date wrong. I think that's right. Yeah, so, um, now, the last time that Jack was attending the uh, Flip Expo in France, that was actually when Willy Wonka was revealed. That's right, yes, and there was uh, much, Which makes uh, me much wonder. drinking of champagne and eating of chocolate. yeah. In 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 uh, the storage area behind the stage. Well, also eating a chocolate at, at the game, of course. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Wonka yeah. bars. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> I had lots of those. I know you did. <laughs> Believe so, uh, I still got some. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, no, it made me wonder since uh, the last time Jack was there, a new game was revealed. Could that be the case this year again? Is that why Jack is coming to the Flip Expo show? Well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we should ask Jack, but I don't think he's going to... Uh, <laughs> uh, no, spill the beans, maybe. No. Yeah, no, yeah. no. So, but it just made me wonder. So, uh, the timing it's, would it's, certainly be about right. It's not a rumor. Well, it's it just now. something... Well, <laughs> I, I didn't make, mean to start a rumor. It just made me wonder, like, if Jack is coming, could there be a new game launch? I'm also, I don't know whether that show is actually coinciding with another show in the US, like we had with Willy Wonka. Mm. Because, so, if that's the case, then, well, could be interesting. Which show was it? That it was, uh, wasn't the Allentown show, was it? At the same time? Mm, no, I don't remember. Wasn't fantastic. That might have been the case. Mm, I think that's now in June, so um, I don't know. But uh, uh, there's this website that I check for uh, for pinball oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm looking yeah. looking at that right now. Yeah. Let's um, see. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of April. Chicago Land shows that weekend. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, and pinball yeah, at the zoo. Only, uh, that's the that, weekend. That's only a collection show. Yeah, yeah. So. No, no, there isn't, uh, there isn't one at the same time. But uh, yeah. so anyway, let's uh, let's leave that out there. We'll update you on that if we get any more hints or uh, tips about uh, whether that uh, that could be the launch pad for a new Jersey Jack pinball title. Right. Okay. Now I believe you have some news on Deep Root Pinball slash Turner Pinball. Not that they are related. No, absolutely not. No, this is just Deep Root Pinball. 
And, um, yeah, it's been, been fairly busy um, on the uh, legal side of things. Fairly boring, really, unless uh, it doesn't really oh, relate short, directly I'm already to the tired. Legal side of things. Yeah, oh, me too. Um, so let's just say um, it, the SEC, um, they launched their their uh, case against um, Deep Root family of companies and um, Robert Mueller. And it looks like they've, they've sort of wrapped up all the stuff to do with the Deep Root companies and just leaving the, the uh, Robert Mueller case um, as uh, outstanding and in many senses. And um, now I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that was agreed. It says they came to a, a court-approved um, agreement statement saying that none of the companies would do any more illegal activities. Well, duh, I mean, given that uh, they don't well. exist anymore. So that's, that's not really going to happen. Um, and also and agreed that uh, Deep Root Pinball and Deep Root Studios shouldn't have received the, the funding that they, they got from the investment funds uh, to the tune of $12 million for Deep Root Pinball and $4 million for Deep Root Studios. And um, the, the SEC would wrap up that part of their case. Uh, the case against Robert personally appears to still be ongoing. However, um, after all that was done and dusted and it looked like it was uh, wrapped up, Robert Mueller's attorney then objected, saying he didn't, he doesn't admit, Robert this is, doesn't admit to any wrongdoing by himself or his companies and therefore doesn't agree to the statement uh, of settlement with the SEC. Uh, presumably this is to avoid self-incriminating in, in advance of any criminal case by the FBI. In a, in a separate event, um, a, uh, a woman called Pamela Hopman and her company, PGH mm. Advisors LLC, have been ordered. Heard of Pamela? Oh, you will. Uh, no, uh, you won't, because uh, she's been ordered to pay restitution of four hundred and ten thousand dollars and a thirty-five thousand administrative penalty, i.e., a fine, for dishonest and unethical conduct in selling securities. Uh, they found that uh, she and her company had sold at least $1.5 million worth of securities from a company called Deeproot and its affiliates to her advisory clients who believed they were buying life settlement products, um, which, as we know, was, uh, was where the money went to, to fund the pinball and uh, studios side of things, um, amongst other things which uh, we probably shouldn't mention in case they turn out to be uh, legally problematic. Um, so anyway, so she's been fined for, for set, basically for selling deep root products which weren't invested as they were meant to be invested. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, so it, it, this, this whole fallout seems to expand beyond just uh, the immediate deep root companies as well uh, and themselves and also to the to the companies and the people who were selling their products right and does that mean that this four hundred ten thousand dollars is going back to the people who originally invested uh I or bought, bought these, <laughs> these these products or uh, yes, well, it should be because it's restitution. So it should, it should go to the people, but only to the people who bought through her company, right? PGH Advisors. Okay. Uh, the thirty-five thousand administrative penalty, I guess, just goes into uh, you know, central central funds. So, and it's not like this Pamela Hopman and her company, uh, PGH Advisors, immediately going to bankruptcy so they don't have to pay. 
No, I don't think so. No, I think they probably just take that one on the chin and uh, and and move on, or repeal, or you know, I, I suspect given the way that uh, the speed at which the the legal system works in not just in America but most countries, that would probably go to appeal and be uh, be tied up in legal red tape for uh, for months, if not years, to come. Right. Okay. So anyway, so I mentioned those two uh, little nuggets of uh, deep root news. Um, only, only marginally. Little related. nuggets. You've been talking for fifty <laughs> minutes about those. Okay. Well, main course and entree and, and desserts. So there you go. Okay. So let's get on to the so, cheese. Um, I was actually going to Bitronic, if you don't mind. Oh no. Okay. Fine. Yep. Okay. Nothing cheesy there. No, 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 no. Um, but it's actually something that you probably should talk about uh, because, uh, much to my surprise and probably to the surprise of uh, others as well, uh, they were exhibiting, exhibiting at the EAG Expo in London. Yes, indeed. Uh, Stern were not the only pinball manufacturers uh, at the show. Yeah. Bitronic, as you said, were at EAG International Expo and they had their Super Hoop machine there. In fact, they had two of them. How super. Yeah, one well, one was one was playable, um, and the other was used as a demonstration machine. So uh, basically, intentionally it was, not, yeah. Well, yeah, whether it was uh, broken and, and then re- repurposed for that purpose, I don't know. But um, only one of them was actually powered on, it seemed. But the other one was was set up with a playfield up, so you could you could look at it and see how it was constructed. And um, well, we enjoyed playing the the working one. It uh, was seen very similar to the code that we'd seen uh, when the show was at the UK Pinfest show in Daventry back in August. And it, uh, it talking a bit trolley, it turns out they, they do have new code for that game, which adds some new lighting effects to it. But for some reason, that code wasn't on the machine that was on their stand, which was kind of a shame. And maybe it's not quite finished, or maybe there are a few bugs in there they wanted to iron out before it. Uh, it's made public, but right. uh, so there is. There are some new lighting effects coming. Um, it. Um, I, I, I suppose I would say that the lighting did look a bit different. The GI lighting did look slightly better this time, but I still find the centre of the playfield very dark, and I think it could do with some more um, general illumination. Maybe in the same sort of kind of way that that Stern have been doing it by putting uh, sort of spotlights in the arch, bottom arch of the game, so it illuminates a bit above the flippers. Okay, it's on the slingshots or something just to just to make the central area a bit lighter. I think because at the moment it it's, can be quite hard to to see the ball movement if you're playing it in a darkened room. Hmm. But um, okay. um, anyway, it was nice to see Bitronic there. They um, they also had some other games, one of which I I mentioned in my uh, EAG International Expo report on the Pinball News site. So you can go and uh, see the the Super Hoop machines. Uh, you can look under the playfield, see how they're built and inside the cabinet, and uh, see the other games on Bitronic Stand. Okay, so moving on to American Pinball. Yes, American Pinball. They must have lots of news. Well, sadly, no. Oh, okay. No, the only thing uh, they sort of shared on their socials in January was an unboxing and gameplay video of the the classic edition of Legends of Warhalla. Ah right, okay. That's uh, well. We've mentioned that in the past, and uh, we I think we've, we've seen pi- seen pictures of the uh, the classic version, which is the sort of cost reduced base level version of the game. Yeah, but um, I'm sure it, it 
plays very nicely, and uh, it was really just cosmetically different. I don't think yeah. there's anything sub- substantially different in the uh, in the build of the playfield. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and there's a couple of other companies that have really no news whatsoever, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, Circus Maximus that we yeah. already mentioned, uh, STR Pinball in Spain. Although I'm not even sure why we are listing them because they are no longer building games for uh, uh, Quetzal Pinball, mm-hmm. which is the next company that has no news to report. And Quetzal is, as you might know, uh, the the company that designed. The Super Hoop game that we just talked about, and yeah. uh, also the next game from Bitronic, uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift, is designed by Quetzal Pinball. So, indeed, yeah. So, um, Haggis Pinball in Australia, no news as well. Um, hopefully, they're still building uh, the uh, the Fathom uh, revisited uh, version. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, indeed, yeah. Yeah, it seemed to be very quiet uh, on on all social media and uh, and indeed communication with customers at the moment. So, lots which of course sparks lots of rumours about uh, they might be in trouble uh, either financially or uh, in in uh, supp- supply chain issues. But um, no, for, for a company which started off in the pinball business with such regular and frequent updates. Um, via their social media yeah. and videos on YouTube, and uh, they, they, since they've started uh, producing um, the Fathom game, it's it's been very very quiet indeed. So uh, we think keep our fingers crossed and hope everything's going well for uh, Damien and the team. Yeah. Okay. So um, I was about to uh, to to move to uh, the next uh, subject, but um, my phone is ringing. Oh. As you, as okay. You can yeah. Okay. Well, I think we know who that's going to be, then. Yeah, well, uh, our good friend Gary Flower. Hold on. It stopped oh, ringing. Oh, he hasn't rung off, has he? No. Um, my phone has gone into a um, an update, it seems. Oh. It, it's just rebooting, and I get it's updating oh. Android, I think, or something. A great time to, yeah. do, uh, to do so. a software update in the middle. Just you're about to receive a phone call. Right. So, hmm. oh well. Okay. Uh, well, sorry apology, about that. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so apologies to Gary. I uh, yeah. can't answer your call right now. Apologies um, to our listeners as well. We, uh, yeah. Have to wait Such, for that software update to go through before you can. Uh, we, yeah, we can try again. Not, not not that much news. I doubt my phone will be ready by the time we get finished, but we'll see. Mm. Okay. So, because uh, all I have left is uh, some other news. Okay. Let's have the other news in. Well. Um, what I found personally rather interesting, uh, Brian Allen, who is uh, uh, running Flyland Design, as you may know, uh, has already done some uh, some some artwork uh, based on uh, uh, older Williams titles and uh, um, yeah, sort of a reimagining, I suppose, of, uh, yeah, of the exactly. artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now produced a seven-piece licensed artwork for Theater of Magic, hmm. which includes inner uh, cabinet artwork, so you can really customize your game and, and give the cabinet a complete new look um, with, uh, well, cabinet decals, um, a back glass, a, uh, uh, decals for the side of the, of the, of the back box. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks rather... Um, Fresh, I would say. Yeah, it was certainly a different uh, 
It, I mean, in a way, it, it kind of follows in the same vein as uh, his previous work for uh, things like Attack from Mars, um, where it's sort of based around the same composition as the original, but with a, a different feel to the way the characters and some new characters in there as well, and uh, some of the way the objects are depicted. And, yeah, uh, yeah given, given Brian's very, very unique style. So uh, if you're a fan of, of his previous work, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will uh, love what he's done with your uh, Theatre of Magic. Right. So, so fly on uh, design if you want to uh, go and check that out. Uh, it, as, as you said just now, it's, uh, it's fully licensed um, through Planetary. Yeah, so um, we mentioned the EAG Expo a couple of times. Uh, you've been at the show. Were there any other, any other pinball-related uh, um, uh, uh, items or games or what have you on the show? No, it was, uh, it was actually, I mean, if it hadn't been for Bitronic, it would have been sort of pretty pretty uh, uninteresting all round. Um, the games I'd, I'd seen all wasn't the night we was playing any of them for the first time, but uh, it was nice to be able to uh, to have two manufacturers there at least. It, uh, the, but no, the, the, to answer your question in, in brief, um, no, there was no there were no other direct pinball elements at the show except for a toy pinball game, which was on uh, one of the uh, one of the vendors' stands who sell you know um, sort of uh, redemption type products. Right, okay. that was it. Right. Okay. Now, usually we don't address rumors. Uh, there's one that that crossed uh, uh, that I came across, and um, I think I mentioned here. There's a rumor that a pinball manufacturer has ordered 1,500 ramps for Twilight Zone, mm. which would indicate that a company would be attempting to take Twilight Zone back into production in, in sort of a remake. Um, what do you make of that? Well, um, I'm sceptical, shall we say, because for a number of reasons. First of all, you would imagine that if anyone is going to be remaking Twilight Zone, it would be um, Chicago Gaming, who remade all the other uh, Williams Bally remakes, unless... Right. Um, Unless uh, someone else has been licensed to do this, and as we know, um, Chicago Gaming are already busy building not only um, the current run of Cactus Canyon games, yeah. but they also have you no know, future titles already lined up, and we don't think Twilight Zone is part of that, including their own you know, their own uh, in-house design, right? You no, know, so you would think they would have enough on their plate already. Right. Uh, Twilight Zone, obviously an expensive game to make. It was expensive the first time round. It was expensive to remake it now. Uh, there are lots of them around if you want one. I can't imagine you'd have that much of a problem getting one. And um, it's, I don't know, it just seems like a, a strange title to pick for a, a remake. Um, it's obviously it's a wide-body game as well, so it doesn't even fit in the standard cabinets. Although Chicago Gaming, that wouldn't be a problem because they they make their own cabinets, right? So they can make any size cabinet. But I I don't know um, if, okay, if the, the order is confirmed, then I guess somebody's going to do something with those ramps. But I, I don't know why you you 
if it was Chicago Gamer and they're not going to be making the game for three years, why would they want to buy 1,500 ramps now? Right. Makes no sense yeah. to me. Makes No, okay, so... Well, let's leave it at that, hmm. because it, I, I guess that rounds it up. Um, I think it does, actually, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. So, uh, th well, thank you very much for uh, for joining us for this, uh, this January 2023 pincast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening and, and getting up to date with all the, the latest news from the pinball industry. Uh, obviously, you can uh, check out all our reports uh, on things that we covered here and in upcoming news on the uh, Pinball Magazine website at pinball-magazine.com and at pinballnews at pinballnews.com. Right. And we will be back, of course, at the end of uh, February, into this month. Which is a short month, so, so, so oh, it is yeah. quicker than you think. Wow, okay. We better start making notes for, for next month's pincast straight away then. Yes. And, um, yeah, so we'll be back at the start of March to look back at all the excitement that took place in the pinball world in February. So until okay. then, from, uh, from me, Martin Ebb of Pinball News, and... Jonathan Jusen of Pinball Magazine. Yeah, we wish you a very enjoyable and productive February, and we will see you again at the start of March. So until then, uh, it's goodbye from me. And from me, bye. Bye. <laughs>